the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along for the Tuesday edition. It's a weird day because the sun's out, and it's shocking in its power and beauty and intensity. Kath, wearing some sunglasses? Our office windows, both John's and mine, face kind of west, right? And so as the sun is setting... We're both blinded. Happily. I don't even care. Me too. I don't even care. I'm not. (laughs) New Mike's wearing sunglasses. Yeah. I came prepared. Of course you did. That was smart because we haven't seen the sun in so long. It's like we don't know how to respond to it. Like I might get some kind of burn. Doesn't it make a difference? Oh my God. It just feels so good. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be sunny tomorrow as well. Really? Though, wait, give me a moment while I open Weather weather Kitty. (laughs) Weather, Weather Kitty. Up to date here with Weather Kitty. Now listen, it's National App Day. So as the uh, show unfolds today, we're going to be talking about our favorite apps. Favorite this apps. is one of mine, Weather Kitty. Okay. Um, as I look at Weather Kitty, I see that uh, tomorrow will also be sunny with a little cloud. Mm-hmm. But Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, gray as gray can be. Okay. All right. So just soak today and tomorrow Please up, Please do, yeah. Tomorrow is uh, this week. This is the last week for leaf collection in our neighborhood. So you're going to rake all your leaves tomorrow. Well, they've been so wet. I, there's nothing worse than a pile of wet leaves, especially trying to move them. So I'm hoping that you know they dried out today to some degree. So tomorrow, you know, we have something in our house. Well, you know, because all the trees we have, we have a large number of very old trees, and so mm, my husband spends nice. a lot of time raking. raking leaves. But we have something we call the succubus. What? What is that? That's uh, we spell that S U C C U B U S. Succubus. Mm-hmm. And it's like a. Um, it's like a thing that sucks. It looks like a lawnmower with a big bag on the back. Yeah. And you push it over leaves and it sucks them up, it sucks them up and grinds them up. Now, this is an older thing. So my, my guess is the backstory is this war was your in-laws. No, no. We have a new one. The one we got from oh, my in-laws had died. died. Yep. And so we bought a new one last well, year. Well, see, when I... You see people with their leaves, they're always blowing them, which I think is counterproductive. You think. It's not just counterproductive. It's rude because you're just blowing them into someone else's yard. Kind of, yeah. So, Believe me, if we could blow our leaves, we would. Yeah. So the succubus sucks them all up, mulches them, and puts them in a bag. But but the only thing is then you have to dump – you have to still put all of the leaf residue into your recyclable bags. Oh, you do? And put them at the oh, edge Oh, we just of, put them on the curb. Oh, see, so yeah, we don't have that. Really? We have to put them in bags and put them on the edge of our See, there's the difference property. between the North Hills and the East. Yeah, the, East, just, you know, the East is way ahead of us in that regard, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Hey, um, political correctness and making a statement with the gospel. Oh, This no. seems to be on the rise, doesn't okay. it? So I, I saw- I'm already uh, afraid. Yeah, well, you should be. So I saw an article. There's a church in Massachusetts. This is uh, from the Daily Wire. A church in Massachusetts has set up an, a nativity scene in which the baby Jesus is inside 
a small steel cage under a banner that reads, Peace on Earth? The nativity question mark. Scene, question mark. The nativity scene at St. Susanna Parish in Dedham, Massachusetts, also has the three wise men barricaded from Mary and Joseph by a fence-like structure. Uh-huh. This is supposed to make an immigration statement? Uh, yes, it is, yes. Uh, there is no comment from the church itself, but on the heels of that, this is also from uh, last week, the, the Chicago chapter of the Satanic Temple has erected a snake-tivity statue that it successfully forced upon officials to display next to the Christmas tree in the Illinois State House. The Satanic statue features a hand holding up an apple with a serpent wrapped around it, now included alongside a nativity That's, scene boy. and a Hanukkah memori- menorah. <laughs> it is titled, Knowledge is the Greatest Gift, oh. overtly mocks the idea of Christ as God's great gift to the world. Fine, mock away. Please. You know going to change the position of jesus in the universe no matter what you say about him imagine you're you know you're going to go visit the nativity set and there's jesus inside a small steel cage come on all right so this is you know i'm of two minds on this so my okay well i'm of three minds okay one mind is that it's free speech and they can do what they want surely that's the first this is america the second thing is that i do think that the story of the nativity and the story of jesus as a young man has something to say about our immigration debate. Mm-hmm. I think that there are there are things we can s- certainly learn from the story and things that we can gain and wisdom that we should ask for. However, don't you get worried when we whatever our current political issue is, we like rubber stamp it on Jesus? Yeah. Doesn't that wig you out? Right. Don't you think? You know what? I, I just think it's arrogance. It's the arrogance of the immediate that makes us think that whatever our issue is is the most important issue, and so therefore it must be the most important issue to Jesus too. Yeah, we can put that exclamation point, and Jesus has got it covered one way or another. Hey, speaking of politics, so yesterday we uh, spoke a little politics about Groupon and uh, the Clintons, mm-hmm. and we got ourselves a, a humdinger of a voicemail. Are we going to play humdinger. that voicemail? Uh, no, I don't think we are. I don't think you can play I don't think because it. it's a family show. Yeah, it is. Someone was complaining about about that, making fun of the Clintons, which we were not. We were just kind of reporting I the mean, story. Well, no, I was kind of making fun. All right. But then they said, you know, it's not very Christ-like of us, of, of you. Me. It was me in of particular. You. Very not Christ-like. Okay, well, let me just back up and say what we were talking about is the story that Bill and Hillary, you know, are on the speaking tour. Big tour. Big tour. And the problem is that their venues are just not selling. Because the tickets are way out of line. Right. They're like between 275 and $350. Who's going to do that? I mean, come on. So anyway, all the tickets are showing up on Groupon now. Yeah. Okay, that wasn't a story I made up. That's the actual story. It's yeah. what's really happening. So anyway, I brought it up and I did poke a little fun at it because I just said that because the three of us like to go to you know venues and hear music and see people – that the, I was just offering you guys the opportunity since I belong to Groupon. And right. I'd buy that for you guys. And we you declined. Said, you said no. No. So then we got ourselves a, a nasty old voicemail. That was super nasty. And uh, dropping some some spicy language there, all the while complaining about your lack of Christ-likeness. Mm. <laughs> I mean, what's up with that? There was an irony. There, very deeply so, yeah. There was an irony. Right. I, I am happy to tell you, John, that it's National App Day. Yeah, National App Day. That's fine. Um, you got favorite apps? You, what, are the, what are the apps that you constantly come back to? Yeah, well, that's what we're going to talk about in our 5 oh, o'clock now. hour. No, oh, not. <laughs> John. Okay, not, yeah. not, not, not No, no we're going to talk about that at 5 o'clock, actually, right after the news break. But National App Day is the day we celebrate the importance 
of apps mm-hmm. and the way they've changed our culture. Oh, the Here's of- something interesting, though. Uh, the App Store debuted in 08. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's 10 years old. And What's by- the, the App Store? The, you, mm-hmm. You're saying like you know, on your smartphone. Right. Yeah, okay. Right, the little blue thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I got it. Um, it's hard. To, it's hard to take New Mike seriously because he really is wearing sunglasses. Yeah, anyway, he looks like Joe Cool. Um, so by the end of the first year of the App Store, it had five thousand apps on it. Uh-huh. Do you have any idea how many apps they're projecting that we'll have by the end of twenty twenty? Twenty million. <laughs> See, when you guess too high, then you ruin the actual story. <laughs> you ask. I thought I'd give it a shot. Thought I'd give it a shot. Was that too high? It's only five million. Which <laughs> doesn't seem like anything now. <laughs> it's a little dis- John. It's a little disappointing. I mean, you should you know give me a clue. You should sort of box me in. It's between X many and X many. It's between four and six million, John. <laughs> Don't go high. I mean, what's wrong with the app developers? Twenty million dollars. Let's get to work here. Twenty million apps. We all need an app. Anyway, at 5.05, as I said, we're going to be talking about our favorite apps. I'm going to be put something, putting something up on social media in just a little bit so you can let us know what your favorite Alrighty. apps are. I want to hear, though, the apps you think are the coolest and also the ones you just use the most. Okay. I look forward to that. Bill Glaze is with us from Bethany Baptist. What does it mean to be born again? Bill's going to fill us in. Pastor William Glaze. 101.5 WORD. On the next adventure in Odyssey, Emily Jones has a new case. Matthew Parker and I had arrived early at school to find every locker in the middle school standing wide open. When clues are hard to come by, Emily has a theory. I don't think the message was for him. Then who was it for? Us. Solve the case of the locker unlocker. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. This is Kathy Emmons. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and you know they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now, they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation, with typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups... Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors. Without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions, call Marley Financial now, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. Hi, we're Jay and Laura LaFoon, and we are bringing the ultimate date night to your community. For more than 20 years, Jay and Laura LaFoon have been helping couples grow closer together with their unique form of marriage edutainment. Ultimate date night is an evening of fun, music, comedy for couples that is going to help you reconnect. And you know what? I'm just going to tell you, you're going to sit next to your spouse and you're going to laugh a lot. There will be hand-holding, laughing, and even dancing cheek-to-cheek at the ultimate date night. 
And believe it or not, you and your spouse will feel closer together when it's done. We want to help you connect. And the Ultimate Date Night is the perfect place to come, to laugh, to connect. We have people tell us we haven't laughed like this in years. The Ultimate Date Night is a great reminder of how much fun you can have together. We are looking forward to bringing the Ultimate Date Night to you. Word FM presents the Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaFoon, February 1st at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Tickets just $48 a pair. VIP package including dinner also available at wordfm.com slash date night. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nito Road. Visit TrinityJewelers.com. Hello, Course Correction. Celebrating National App Day. Oh, yes. Happy to have Bill Glaze with us. Yes. Bill Glaze is the pastor of Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood, PA. Bill, welcome in, my friend. Hey, it's good to be with you guys today. Always good, Bill. All right, so are you one of those people that's on their phone all the time? Not all the time, uh, but I, I am on it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing on your phone? Like, what are the apps that you go to most regularly? Well, I have one that's uh, called uh, Bible uh, by uh, a group called Takarta. Hmm. And, I, you know, I'm usually going on there looking up verses. And even when I'm studying for sermons, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten kind of lazy because I don't I don't necessarily go to the uh, the printed page anymore. Mm-hmm. I go to this app on my uh, on my phone. So it, 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 it really has made sermon preparation uh, a lot more convenient. Well, how about that? It's a little dangerous. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up, Bill, because at our church, the pastor will say, grab the Bible in front of you or your own personal Bible or if you want to use your Bible app. And, of course, me, I'm grabbing my phone. So around me, I always kind of feel a little guilty, like people are like judging me because I'm holding my phone in church. Because you're less than. Right. Exactly. Right? right? Yeah, because you are less than if you pick up your phone. You should. It's a little right. struggle. Right. Well, yeah, well, I, I, I know when it first started and I was in the pulpit preaching and people would pull out their phones, I, I thought that they might, go, they might have been on email or, you know, right. texting somebody else. but. Then somebody came up to me after uh, church one Sunday. Said, "Pastor, my Bible is actually on my phone." So I said, "Well, you know, I can't argue with that." Right. No, I right. Now I am a little annoyed with both of you, though. I have to be honest. Why? Simply because I asked Bill what his favorite app was, and oh. he gives me this great spiritual. This is my Bible app. I use it for sermon preparation. Yeah. It's really wonderful. He's a pastor. Where I'm like opening Weather Kitty. Right, right. right. <laughs> Which is a combination of your daily forecast and a cute picture of a cat. <laughs> right. Okay. So then for fun and recreation, Bill, what would your favorite app be? Oh, my – you know, I have a couple games on – let's see, again, oh. I put Kathy under conviction because they are Bible games, you know, where you ask <laughs> questions about the Bible and then you, you ask them if you got them right. Holy Gosh, heck. this is a tough crowd. We have a living saint with us. I mean, holy smokes. This guy's got it covered. Yeah, but I know the weather. (laughs) Right. And you know a cute cat when you see one. That's right. Okay, so stress busters for the holiday, Bill. It's hard to believe. I mean, next week, essentially, is like the last week before Christmas. You're going to get it done. Next week's got to be it. That's a little stressful. Right, right. And, you know, I was looking at an article in uh, Consumer Report, and it listed 11 things that people dreaded about the holidays. Mm. And uh, I'll just run them. And it even gave a percentage, 68% of the people Dread crowds and long lines, mm-hmm. 37% gaining weight, 37% getting into debt, 
28% gift shopping, 25% traveling, 24%. I, I don't know if this is you guys fall into this category, but seeing certain relatives. No, oh, no, no. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's, why from, jo- from, that's why John stopped inviting me over. Because <laughs> there were there were certain people he didn't want to see on Christmas. Right? Exactly. Yeah, and I was one of them. We're not related. <laughs> but, you know, a, a, a couple more were seasonal music, uh, disappointing gifts, uh, having to attend holiday parties or events. Uh, some people dreaded having to be nice, and then other people <laughs> dreaded holiday tipping. Having to be holiday nice. tipping. Oh yeah, yeah. I hate having so, to. So be these nice. are things. These are things that are stressing people out uh, during the uh, the holidays. And when you read uh, Philippians chapter four, in, in chapter four, Paul gives us what I call holiday stress busters. Oh, and uh, you know, and 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 so. If I think that you know people that get stressed out during the holidays, I, I would just get up every day and read Philippians chapter four. For, for the first, thing, you know, the first thing he says is, is don't allow the pressures of the holiday to drain you, but allow the joy of the Lord to strengthen you. He says in Philippians four four, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. So if if we are putting our joy in the season of christmas and all the events that go around it you know and we we're trying to find our joy in that you know those could be the very things that turn on us and stress us but if we do what paul says rejoice in the lord always then and again i say rejoice if my joy is in the lord you know it doesn't matter what happens around me that there's nothing that's going to take my joy you know nothing frustrates me more than to be out in traffic during you know the christmas holiday you know and just you know the crazy people driving and, you know, people stopping in long lines. You know, that's very frustrating. And so here I am, you know, going out trying to enjoy the season by, you know, gifts, uh, shopping for gifts or, you know, going out with my family. And then I'm allowing, you know, the traffic to stress me out. But if my joy is in the Lord, you know, then I'm not going to get stressed out by the things that are around me. What about the part where he says, don't be anxious? Right, right. You know, not to be anxious, you know, for anything. And, and so... The, uh, the, the, the point that I have there is pray about every major aspect of your holiday, the gift uh, buying, the get-togethers, you know, all the things that, are, uh, that are surround that. And, and he says this, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So, you know, I, and I don't think that, you know, I'm going I'm to ask you guys this question, but I'm just going to be honest with you, that I don't think that I pray about it everything mm-hmm. during the holidays, and maybe that's why I get stressed out. You know, if, if I pray about, you know, maybe that special gift that I wanted for someone, or if I pray that the Lord would keep my attitude straight, that as I, as I, as I am out shopping, you know, that, that maybe I might have a different experience. Uh, so, I, you know, do you guys pray, you know, about the things that are uh, related to the Christmas season? I just pray for peace. I mean, I was okay. looking at Weather Kitty, so yeah. I don't think I'm right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, no, I'm, I've never been. I've never done that. I've never like taken my, you know, even a simple thing is bu- my Christmas buying list, like what I was going to buy for who, and I've never, I've never made that an object of prayer a single time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what do you think that Paul means? And I'm not asking you what you. I'm just you're throwing this out when he says in everything by prayer and supplication. You know. It, so that, that that convicts me because mm-hmm. I know yes. that I don't, I don't do that. But I, I think that even 
if God, you know, even if God doesn't lead me to buy the right present, you know, for the for the for the person that I'm shopping for, I, I still think there's something about me going out in an attitude of prayer mm-hmm. as I go about the, the the Christmas you know season because you know this is supposed to be as John said you know this is supposed to be a time of peace, but why is it that people let long lives and, and crowds stress them out, getting in the debt, uh, shopping for gifts, seeing certain people? Uh, getting a disappointing gift. Why do people get you know stressed out, or why do they dread those things? Yeah. I think that if, if if we had that attitude of prayer, uh, then maybe things might fall a little differently. That's really good. I mean, if you have Christ first, everything else will take care of itself. But, you know, and even as we talk about this, Bill, and we pray about it and say this, if Christ is first... <laughs> Even with that, we still mess up, or we still forget, or we still can't help ourselves to be anxious and often angry around the season, which is weird. And you know, we're called. We're you know, we're called by God, and we know this already. But it's still hard for right. us. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. And I, you know, one of the things I think I, I know for me, you know, Christmas is is a time when you know you look together, you get together with family. And I think that you just want that time to be so special. And sometimes you you know you have certain ways that you wanted to see uh, the, w- the way you want to see it and if it doesn't line up then you know you get you start getting anxious and and sometimes you know we just have to you know just sit, step back yeah. and just not stress over those things that's really really good advice i mean it is absurd the things that we put ourselves through around this time of year right right and, and you know we talk about you know peace on earth right. and, and goodwill towards men so and yet true. still you know i i was i was watching uh black friday i don't know if you saw the day after Black Friday, they showed this one place where the, the actually the clerk had to stand up on the counter because the people were, were rushing the counter to get uh, some item. I forget what what the item was. And I, I was thinking, you know, that you know, the, there, there goes the antithesis of peace. You know, people rushing and fighting with one another, and it seems like, you know, you miss the whole spirit of what, you know, this time of the year is supposed to be about. Got that right. Bill, that's an awful lot, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what a world, what a world. Yeah, we right. can take anything beautiful and find a way to wreck it. We sure can. All right, so right. thanks for helping us to realign ourselves, Bill. Yeah, yeah. What's going on at uh, Bethany Baptist over the Christmas holiday, Bill? What are you doing? Well, on the uh, Saturday before Christmas, we are having a uh, Christmas cantata at 4 o'clock. And, you know, we want to invite the, uh, the people to come out. You know, I, I tell people all the time there's two things that I need to get ready for Christmas. I need a good cantata. And I need to see Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. Nice. You know, when I when I see those two things, I'm ready for Christmas. Now, do you have to do those on the same day? No, no. Okay. As a matter of fact, I I I, I recorded uh, Christmas Vacation. So whenever I get a free moment, I'm just going to sit back. Good and for watch you. It. Nice. Wait, what's the cantata? Uh, you know, it's basically where we uh, sing. You know, the songs and, and our theme this year is is a soulful Christmas, mm. where we are singing uh, soul stirring songs about the Christmas season. I like you know, it. People can just come and, you know, have their heart ministered to. Very nice. When is that, Bill? Uh, I believe it's the 22nd. It's on that Saturday, the Saturday before okay. uh, Christmas. I think that's the 22nd. At Bethany. What's the, what's the, uh, the web address? Uh, come come as you uh, uh, the web address. I, I thought you said how do you dress. I was gonna say, come as you. <laughs> <laughs> Two no. very different questions, Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> come as you are. Yeah, that's right. Come as you are. Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. Uh, 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 org. Very nice. So okay. You guys put that up. I'll we'll put that up it. there. Yeah, come as you oh. are. 
Yeah, that's the, right. That's right. <laughs> John's coming for the cantatas wearing his pajamas. <laughs> Act like you don't know him, Bill. Come looking at my All app. right, I'll do that. Bill, Merry Christmas to you. Happy Advent. Thanks for being with us all year long. We really appreciate well, your time here. Thank you. Same to you guys. All right. Yeah, Bethany Baptist Church, the cantata. We'll put that up there. Don't show up in your pajamas. Of course not, but it is coming as you are. The pastor told me, right? I got like a Monopoly free pass. There I go. Pastor Bill Glaze, Bethany Baptist. Truth is timeless. At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we'd like to know, is it better to give or receive? One lucky winner in each of our markets will get to make that choice for themselves this Christmas. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set for each winner to either give to a loved one or receive for themselves. Visit any of our stores by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchase is necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. May your holiday be merry and bright, and you always sleep tight. Memorial Park Church in Ellison Park proudly presents An Evening with Fernando Ortega. In a special benefit concert Friday, December 14th at 7 p.m. Join me, Fernando Ortega, Friday, December 14th. Don't miss this free concert benefiting Edge Nations. Doors open at 6 p.m. Tickets and details at memorialparkchurch.org. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme gift ideas for everyone on your list. From annual favorites like remote starters to truck accessories, lift kits, weather tech floor liners, tonneau covers, electronics, wheels and accessories, and more. Heard of Drone Mobile? Use your smartphone to control, secure, and even track your vehicle from anywhere in the world. Don't know what to get? Get a gift card. For an extreme selection of the year's most extreme gifts, visit Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville at ExtremeTruck.net. Growing up, Sue never felt like she would be a good mom. She didn't have the skills or desire to raise children. But Sue discovered the practical help she needed most. Focus on the family has been so so meaningful to me and my parenting has been just the most wonderful resource I think that God could provide. I'm Jim Daly. Give the gift of family to help more people like Sue. And when you give today, your donation will be doubled. Please call 800-A-FAMILY. JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com is the best place to get great gifts for half price. Right now, get deals from Cine Roasted Almonds, Caliente Pizza and Draft House, Qdoba Mexican Grill, and many more. To have your business featured, send an email to customer service at JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com. Sylvania is always looking to improve their headlights to help people see farther and drive safer. So they develop their Silver Star Ultra headlights to have greater clarity and the brightest down road visibility so now you can see what you've been missing sylvania think farther down the road third are partly cloudy and cold again tonight with a low 23 then tomorrow you'll see a mix of clouds and sunshine and we'll stay chilly with a high 36 coming cloudy tomorrow night followed by a little snow late into early thursday little or no snow accumulation but you'll have to watch for slick spots low about 32 mainly cloudy and a little milder thursday afternoon with the high 41 I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. American woman, stay away from me. 
No more dinners with female colleagues. Do not sit next to women on flights. Book hotel rooms on different floors. Avoid one-on-one meetings. So are the new rules for the Wall for Wall Street in the new hashtag MeToo era. Avoid women at all costs. In fact, as a wealth advisor put it, just hiring a woman these days is, quote, an unknown risk. What if she took something he said the wrong way? Across Wall Street, men are adopting controversial strategies for the hashtag MeToo era and in the process making life even harder for women. This is a, an article that I'm reading from from uh, the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg. Interviews with more than 30 senior executives suggest that many are spooked by hashtag MeToo and struggling to cope. Quote, it's creating a sense of walking on eggshells, said David Bashan, a former managing director at Morgan Stanley, who's now an independent advisor overseeing more than $1.5 billion in investments. This is hardly a single industry phenomenon as men across the country check their behavior at work to protect themselves in the face of what they consider unreasonable political correctness or to simply do the right thing. The upshot is forceful on Wall Street, where women are scarce in the upper ranks. The industry has also long nurtured a culture that keeps harassment complaints out of the courts and public eye and has so far avoided a mega scandal like the one that has engulfed the entertainment industry. Now, looking at um, hiring of people on Wall Street, uh, executives on Wall Street, across the board, 85% of men are executives mm-hmm. in Wall Street. Senior managers, 74%. Managers, 63%. Professionals across the board, 54%. Support staff, 67% women, 33% mm-hmm. men. So I wonder, this is, you know, uh, as Wall Street reacts Will other industries react that as well and make it harder a, for women to succeed? That is a really having de- the opposite effect. That is a really depressing take. It really is. I mean, there of course was always another option that those men could have taken in saying, Why are we behaving so badly? We should stop. Yes. Treat women with respect. There's always that option, right? right? But apparently that's not considered in the article. Apparently it's not. No. This is uh, someone's daughter, this is someone's wife. Uh, just uh, act like a, a person, not a fool. I was just talking to my husband, though, who's a music teacher, and uh, he does a, a current music segment each week at school, yep. teaches kids. And we were going through and looking at, like, he's trying to figure out what artist he's going to focus on or what song he's going to pick for this week or whatever. Have you seen current music videos? No. I don't, I don't watch them. <laughs> the fact that we're having a hashtag MeToo movement and those still exist is the most really? absurd like uh, how can both of those things be happening at the same time there every woman in these videos hardly has any clothes on is only there for what she looks like and this is the part that i just absolutely cannot believe over and over again is that there's one man surrounded by about 50 women mm-hmm. this is not one music video this is most of them Really? I mean, I watched about 30 last night, and it was just rapid fire, one after another, one after another, one after another. So this is what – this is the music that we're listening to. This is the stuff that we watch, and all of a sudden we can't figure out why our Wall Street brokerage firm doesn't work well gender-wise. Mm. That's why. Are people – so I have not watched the music video, I bet you, in two decades. Where, where are music well, videos would, being shown? Well, you could, just on, on YouTube. YouTube, right? Yeah. It's your favorite song, so you're checking out the video as right. well. Mm-hmm. Do they go hand-in-hand hand, pretty much so? Uh, I mean, a song becomes popular, a music video is produced around I don't, it. I don't, oh, yeah. Every every time. Yeah. 
You, if you haven't seen one in the, when's the last time you saw a music video? I, I can't tell you. It's just not something I even think about. You would, you would not believe it. Yeah, really. And these are not like I'm not talking about videos that are labeled adult. Yeah, I'm talking about mainstream, mainstream. stuff that 11 year olds can or nine year olds can look at online. Hmm. Okay, and I just typed in uh, women in music videos. My first hit is the sexual object objectification of women in music videos. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Analysis, women and music videos. Analysis, yeah. Well, uh-huh. I'll tell you, your analysis could take about 12 seconds if you turned on any one of the top 10. Here's one, 12 of the most empowering female music videos. Right, which are pro- I'm sure there are some. Mm-hmm. But the ratio of empowering women being empowered in music videos is about 1 to 10,000. Yeah. Anyway, all I'm saying is that we tend to look at the workplace as some kind of island that it just, it, you know, it, it doesn't exist in culture. It doesn't, it's not affected by what movies we see or what music we listen to or what videos we no, watch or what we hand. do online. They go on, they go hand in hand because whatever we're looking at or listening to is making us who we are. Right. Well, I mean, our, our workplace culture is unique, I'm sure. Right, in that we are, you know, a Christian workplace. Not that everyone's walking around here with a halo on their head. We all have our disagreements and whatnot. Uh, no halos. No halos. No, we're just regular people. And there's Mike with his sunglasses on. Right, he's right? just an idiot. But and plus, we're we're you know, <laughs> I met him in love. No, of course you did. No. You know, we're an older crowd, so not, no one's sitting around their workplace. And I'm I'm going to include Mike in that. It is an older crowd. We're not watching music videos in our workspace. No, but it's but I don't think people at Wall Street are watching music videos at work either. They may be. But I'm saying that they're if if that's what they're listening to or watching in their own time, yeah. that changes who you are of at work. It is. How about the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Wolf the Wolf of Wall Street? Have you seen that? Listen, Holy I watched smoke. the trailer for that. Whoa. And I thought, I don't clearly I'm not old enough to go to see this. That's that's intense. Have you seen it, Mike? No. I mean, holy smokes. Yeah, there's a, there's a, some scenes in there I go, "What the heck am I doing here?" Like and, why did I watch that? Yeah, exactly. I wish I would never have watched no, that. Right, right. It's up, you know, it's on my Netflix queue. I'm sure it, you know, comes and goes. Anyway, I'll take a break. Come back. Uh, what is next? Oh, David Hendrickson's going to be with us. Stick around, would you please? WORD. God has uniquely designed your child, and on the next Focus on the Family, you'll learn about the four main personality types of kids and how you can better nurture, communicate, and disciple your child based on his or her personality. You'll also learn what to do when you have a personality clash. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly, tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. 
Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. Hi, this is Kurt Kenotic from Accurate Solutions Group. Whether you're dreaming of a white Christmas, thinking about a red-nosed reindeer, or just rocking around the Christmas tree, my team and I want to say thank you to everyone who helped make 2018 such a success. So from our family to yours, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. And as we turn the calendar to a new year, we would be honored to help make 2019 the year that you make retirement planning your resolution. Give us a call today, 412-515-3555. We can help you create a retirement blueprint so you can find out if this is the year you can finally retire. 412-515-3555. That's Accurate Solutions Group. 412-515-3555. Or you can find us online at asgretire.com. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and may God bless you and your families. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Castle Toys and Games in Beaver, Wexford, Oakmont wishes you a warm and Merry Christmas filled with imagination and delight that lasts long after the presents are opened. And may your new year be blessed with more time to play and laugh together with games and toys that bring everyone in your whole family around the table. Warmest wishes to you and yours from Castle Toys and Games, your local independent toy store serving area families since 2005 in Beaver, Wexford, Oakmont at castletoysandgames.com. Everybody's making money at it except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your online marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. That's surroundpittsburgh.com. When you go to worship, does the space that you occupy as you worship, does that matter as far as the holiness that is inherent in the worship? I don't know if it matters to God, but it matters to me. Tell us a little bit more well, about that. Well, I don't know. It that, puts me in a different headspace. What if you worshiped like in an all-purpose room, I have right, a hard with time the linoleum with that. floor? I have a really? hard time with that. As opposed to some place with stained glass. Yeah, I know. That sounds like super traditional. But I but there's just some and maybe it's because I love art and, you know, design is, has always been a big part of my life. Maybe that's why it matters more to me or the, to, to, than to the average person or maybe it really does matter to the average person. I don't know. It sets the tone. I mean, there are a lot of people who worship in auditorium settings. Heck now. yeah. I, mean, I wonder if there are more people. I'd kind of be interested to know, like if we just looked at the United States, if there are more people who worship in auditorium settings than in a more traditional type of space. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about What do you think? You know, well, I don't know. I mean, when I think about holy places that I've worshipped Christ – the first place I think about is a, a, a house church in China, mm. which was, you know, and I guess maybe that's clouded by the fact that there was a sense of danger around it. Well, it's that, part that, of it, though. Know, yeah. Um, but I do appreciate going into a cathedral and going, oh, my goodness gracious. There are places that you uh, you walk into and you go, this is fabulous. Uh, does it draw me closer to God? I, I, 
I can't say about that. I, I really don't know. David Hendrickson is with us. David is uh, assist, assistant professor of theology at Dort College, where he also directs the Andreas Center for Reform Scholarship and Service. He wrote a piece in uh, this um, this newest edition of Comment Magazine called A Regime of Grace, which in many ways sort of surfaces around this conversation we just had. Uh, David, welcome to the show. How are you today? Oh, it's great to be here with you. Thank you. So, David, you had two rooms or two sanctuaries that um, you spent a lot of time in that were very different that both meant something to you. One was at Notre Dame and one was at Princeton. So can you tell us what those spaces were like and how they affected you? Yeah, uh, that was kind of the framing device for the piece that I wrote. It wasn't really until I got to Notre Dame and I was in a master's program there in graduate school that I really had a chance to reflect on what was it about Protestantism as uh, a sensory experience, as a sort of aesthetic experience that had shaped me? Mm-hmm. And there on Notre Dame's campus, if you've ever been, it's suffused with Catholicism, with icons, with statues of Mary. Um, the the basilica that I describe in my piece, you know, is very resplendent, golden, even in the grayest months of winter, which are many in South Bend. And when I moved two years later to Princeton which I describe in my piece as much more kind of austere, pragmatic beauty. It led me to just start thinking about the differences um, between the Catholic and Protestant traditions, sometimes in complementary ways, but in many ways these are differences that go back to some of the very basic theological debates that happened uh, during the initial Reformation period. So when we look at the the interior design of these spaces, uh, do they speak to us about the theology of the denomination? And if so, what do they tell us? Yeah, well, I think that um, any great um, building designed with somebody who has a purpose and intention in mind is going to try and say something about what the space is for and what it's meant to evoke in the people who are present in it. And for sacred spaces, specifically sacred spaces like cathedrals or basilicas or churches, you know, there's a certain functionality and an intentionality that's involved. Um, if you go to the basilica at Notre Dame, it's going to be shiny. It's going to draw your eyes upward towards these brightly colored ceilings. There's going to be relics of saints. Um, there are several side chapels, um, and there's a sort of glorious beauty that, as I as I reflected at times in my stay there, it was almost garish to me. It was almost like too much. Whereas the, there was a definite beauty to a space like Princeton's Chapel, which was designed in the early 20th century, but it was, it was more of a functional beauty. Um, and there were beautiful stained glass windows lining the church, and there were you know, banners that swung beautifully, um, and there's a gorgeous um, uh, narthex area, too. But it, it seemed like it was trying to evoke a different sense of glory um, that was designed to um, draw a sort of Protestant worshiper into the service as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, pointing to all these relics of saints or statues. Um, and t- to me, that just felt more like home to me. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So uh, years ago, I was in Paris, and I went to Notre Dame, the cathedral there. And, you know, yeah. of, of course, greatly excited to, to see what that was like. To be honest, I was disappointed because it felt more like a marketplace, less than a house of worship. Now, yeah. at the same time, you know, um, you can, of course, find God in a forest, and you could find him in a cement factory, right? Um, so I, I guess it's the sensibility that we bring to it and the way that we were brought up, I guess, probably early on in our faith. Now, you know, David, I was raised Catholic. There are many times I go into a Catholic church, and I feel at ease. I feel at home. 
Um, then, but there are places where I where I worship now, Protestant churches, where you talk about you know in your uh, article and comment that is austere, that is sort of bare. But I also feel a sense of holiness there. So I, I wonder, yeah. you know, what what does that mean? I mean, it, is it just the individual space as opposed to the theological underpinnings of my upbringing and how I ascribe holiness? Sure, and, and certainly there is also a wide range of styles and aesthetics within these very wide-ranging traditions. So I've been in Catholic parishes and small churches that do feel very much, I, think I could have, if you'd taken out the statues of Mary and some of the iconography, I could have squinted and been back at home in my um, Baptist church that I attended when I was a kid. Huh. Um, so there's a, there, there are, there's a, a range of, of styles and senses of beauty, and I think that people bring their own sensibilities into those spaces. But I do think that there is there's a link, or there ought to be some sort of link between how spaces are designed, what they're meant to evoke, and, and what they say about God and our our relationship to God. Um, the third space that I mentioned in my piece um, is not uh, in the Grand Basilica in Notre Dame or the the austere beauty of the chapel at Princeton, but um, a very small um, Scottish Covenanter church that I attended for several years while I was a, a child and. Um, as I say in my piece, it was not very well kept. There was a, uh, there was a water problem, so it often smelled like sulfur. Um, and uh, the services were very streamlined, um, very, uh, we sang just psalms with no instrumentation. So it's about as stripped down a service as you could possibly imagine. And yet there were moments of incredible beauty and ordinary grace that I experienced, whether mm-hmm. through sermons or through relationships. Or I tell this one anecdote um, in my essay about the time that a homeless man who often would sleep in the mudroom down in the basement came up during um, a communion service and demanded cheese. <laughs> and the way that the elders cared for him, um, they weren't worried that he was desecrating the service or the elements. They just cared for him in that moment and showed him the kind of grace that I think is best exemplar of what Protestantism can be. We have our we have plenty of faults, but I think that sort of that instance, that offering of ordinary grace is something that um, I continue to treasure. That's good. We're talking about a regimen of grace. It's a uh, an article from this edition of Comment Magazine. Our guest is David Hendrickson, assistant professor of theology at Dort College. Uh, so, David, what is the what do we take away from this? I mean, certainly, if we were having a conversation with a group of architects or interior designers who are believers in Jesus and design sacred spaces, it could it would be a different conversation. We'd be talking about you know what is it that we believe and what do we want to evoke in people, but we're talking to people who are worshipers for the most part. Yeah. Um, so what? how do we look at the spaces that we enter into on a weekly basis or maybe the ones we visit? Right. Well, what I think I was hoping to draw out as one of the principal points in the piece, aside from these sort of the aesthetic framing of these different sacred spaces, is a, a focus on what I think is the um, the heart of the Protestant tradition, which is stripping away all the excess fluff so that we can see Jesus face-to-face, mm-hmm. and that worshiping God in these sacred spaces is about encountering Him. And there's something about Protestant theology that, for all its problems, I think it's exactly right, which is that in the person of Jesus, you know, the, the temple veil has been torn in two. We don't have terror awaiting us. He has offered us to, uh, He's extended His fellowship to us and made us his, not just slaves, but his brothers and his sisters. And it's in sacred spaces, like the one I described at the Scottish Covenant Church, where you can see instances of that in a very ordinary way. So, for 
those of us who uh, don't have the skills to or, or the ability to even reflect upon these aesthetic principles, architectural principles, there is a real sense in which, at least on a weekly basis, we are given an occasion to reflect on what it means to encounter God in a sacred space. Very good. Well, David, thanks. I mean, I love the piece. You're a very fine writer. Uh, you raise a lot of interesting questions, and we certainly enjoyed the conversation here. But thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. David Hendrickson from Dort College. Uh, his piece in the uh, new quarterly edition of Comet Magazine is called A Regime of Grace. Stick around. Um, hey, when was the last time you went on an airplane and there was a service animal? About a month ago. Uh-huh. So now it looks like the airlines are doing a course correction. Delta is banning puppies and kittens. Next. You've almost opened up to someone so many times. You need to get it off your chest so you can get past this, but you just can't find the right person to talk to. It's hard to be completely honest about how you feel and what you've done. I know. I was there, too. I was getting desperate. And then I found Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a team of licensed Christian counselors who share your faith and will help you through your problem. They want to give you a free week just so you can try them out. You can begin a conversation when you're ready by text or phone, even video conferencing from the comfort of your own home. And your first week is free. If it's not for you, you can cancel during your first week and not pay a dime. Why not give it a try? Go to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. Talk to someone who can help. Go right now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's so easy to get started and your first week is free. Go to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. G'day, I'm Scott from Plugin Pest Free. I want to personally thank all my Plugin Pest Free customers who have taken the time out to call, write, and who have left messages to thank me for ridding their homes and businesses of unwanted rodent and pest problems. So from me to you, I thank you. Plug-in Pest Free is the only scientifically tested and, more importantly, consumer-proven electromagnetic pest management system since 1995. Why put up with those annoying rodents and pests any longer? Plug-in Pest Free is 100% chemical-free, making it your safest bet to manage your rodent and pest problems around your family and pets. With a 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com today. A disaster-ravaged town is rebuilt, one brick at a time. A youth's self-esteem is rebuilt, one triumph at a time. That was great, Jimmy. A substance abuser is restored to sobriety, one day at a time. And this holiday season, you can make it all happen because the Salvation Army's Red Kettle works one donation at a time. So give to the Salvation Army. Change comes from within. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you have 14 login passwords, and you can't remember any of them. Doug 1, Doug 2, Doug is awesome. Doug is awesome, 1, 2, 3. Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. Doug is super cool ampersand underscore exclamation point exclamation point 1985. Knew it. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh my gosh. 
What year was this first produced? Any idea? 1975. That's might my be, estimate. It might be late 70s, early 80s. Randy, our engineer, said 1950. Whoa. No, no. There's no way. Whoa, really? There's no way. I mean, it's cute, but it sure is annoying. <laughs> just saying. I'm just... Market Watch today reports that Delta Airlines has said just today that it will ban all emotional support animals on flights longer than eight hours, even those cute little puppies that are just barking now. Eight hours? You got a dog in the airplane? It's Yeah. They're going to ban no more dogs in airplanes Thank on goodness. flights longer than eight hours and will ban all service and support animals under four months of age on flights no matter the dur- duration. So no, no kittens. No puppies Who for you. Who would bring a kitten or a Can puppy onto a plane? Can you imagine that? And the poor person sitting next to you, you got to think, oh my God. How about the person who brought the peacock in? That's my favorite one. Mine too. That's my all-time favorite right. one. I Google it regularly just, just so that I can it. see it again. Walking through the airport. I love, love the didn't peacock. Bring, somebody brought a squirrel on, right? I, did, I don't I remember the squirrel. So, yeah, yeah, which is your most Once I saw support. the peacock, I thought, I don't even need to read another one of these stories. I mean, this one is so rich. Do you think that was real or that was they were trying to make a point of how ridiculous the thing is? I mean, I mean, there's no way to know, except that they called to ask ahead of time if they could bring their emotional support peacock. The airline said no, and they brought him anyway. Right. It was worth it for the photograph. Uh, yeah, sure From was. my perspective. So how do you get a emotional support animal? Do you have I don't to, How know. is it certified? You, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think that's the thing. No, no, you, you have to. You have to. No, it can't be certified. Well, you just can't well, show Well, who's going to certify it? I don't know. Isn't there like an, an emotional support network? Someone's you know, got to be With making ESN. money on this, maybe, right? That. You've got to show your. You would think you'd have to show like a doctor's, you know, Maybe. strip or something. like I mean, that, that. would be good. But if if that was the case, how could that person have brought the peacock? I don't know. I mean, no doctor's going to sign off on that. Please. Maybe maybe they will. Delta said it amended its animal policy after finding an eighty four percent increase in reported incidents involving animals in two thousand sixteen and seventeen, including. Are you ready? Urination defecation. That's hard to believe. What on an you, eight hour flight? Can you believe that? Biting, uh-huh. and even a widely reported attack by a seventy-pound dog. A seventy? Where do you put a seventy-pound dog? Well, it's certainly not going to sit under your seat. Do you have to buy his ticket for your emotional support I think animal. You'd have how if if you had a seventy-pound dog, you'd have to, or maybe you'd have to buy two tickets because they're going to take I mean. up like yeah, two yeah. seats. Right. I mean, I always feel bad for the people like you know whenever the the cart the the uh, beverage cart's coming down the, the aisle and you're going to want to go to the restroom and then you get stuck and you have to wait for the whole thing yeah, to take I hate place. That. You know, so what? what your dog's not hanging out in the this aisle. This is who I feel bad for. First of all, I feel bad for the poor animals that are on airplanes. Like, how did I yeah. end up here? But I feel badly for people who have service dogs, whether you're an army vet or you're someone who has you mean some legit. sort of disability, a legit one. Yeah. Because it just seems like our culture has just glommed onto them and said, well, I, I deserve a puppy too. Right. And then. Like, I I mean, what, five years ago, if someone came on an airplane with a service dog, everybody would be like, oh, look, that dog's doing such a good job. Yeah, it's keeping things cool. Right? Now I kind of just roll my eyes. Isn't that wrong? Anyway, the airline said that the updated support and service animal age requirement aligns with the vaccination policy of the CDC. See, see, so there's got to be some sort of, right, template, some sort of gate you have to follow through. Well, like you, such like you have you have to have your dog or cat vaccinated before they're going to get on an no, airplane. Well, I don't know. I mean, my nephew who lives in Portland, he got himself a, a French bulldog, and all of a sudden he showed up last Christmas, and it was his service animal, and it wore like this little red thing. And I was like, seriously, you seem fine to me. But if it's a service dog, they, I, I do believe they. But he have called a- it a service, and he had like a little certificate. 
Yeah, and he's fine. He's not like some, you know, train wreck or he needs some puppy to keep him sane. Well, no puppies and no kittens on an airline any. Thank goodness. Well, where's, where does common sense Listen, return? I was on this plane coming back from Nashville maybe two or three months ago. I didn't know there was an animal behind me. Behind you? Actually, underneath me. Oh, my God. Until all of a sudden, this cat sneezed. Like, the cat sneezed. Like, it was his whole job to sneeze. Really? It was so... I jumped out of my seat. Was it in a little cage underneath your seat? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just said hi to him. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Senate leaders are reacting to President Trump's threat to shut down the government if he doesn't get money for a border wall. The president saying he would be proud to shut down the government over border security. Democrat leader Chuck Schumer. If President Trump wants to throw a temper tantrum ahead of the holidays and cause a Trump shutdown, it'll be solely on his back. Republican leader Mitch McConnell. I hope that will be avoided, and that both sides will understand that's not... A great way to end what has, in my view, been the most successful Congress right of center in decades. McConnell saying he hasn't given up hope there can be what he calls a smooth ending to the current session of Congress. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow on by 53 points. The Nasdaq rose 11. The S&P declined one oil up to 51.65 a barrel. This is SRN News. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with MyPillow, you can enjoy the most wonderful sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and I've been enjoying a great night's sleep for years thanks to MyPillow. And believe it or not, it's still in as good a shape as it was when I took it out of the box. That's because Mike Lindell, creator of MyPillow, made it machine washable and dryable. And his patented interlocking fill guarantees it will never lose its shape. If you've never tried MyPillow, now's the perfect time with Mike's holiday four-pack special. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention promo code WORD and get two MyPillows plus two go-anywhere pillows for one low price. Exclusive for this offer, you'll get free holiday shipping. And they're even extending their money-back guarantee on the four-pack through March 1st of 2019. Plus, it comes with a 10-year warranty. Mention promo code WORD when you call 1-800-961-9207 or enter it when you visit MyPillow.com today. A trip to Fun for All Family Fun Park always has our family like. Now that they've decked their 36 holes of award-winning miniature golf and holiday lights, they got us all thinking. Everything is cool at Christmas time. Fun for All's Holiday Lights Mini Golf runs from November 16th to January 2nd with a portion of the proceeds benefiting Highmark's Caring Place. For more information, visit Fun for all.com backslash holiday lights and experience the holiday tradition that'll have you singing at extreme car and truck in bridgeville find extreme gift ideas for everyone on your list from annual favorites like remote starters to truck accessories lift kits weather tech floor liners tonneau covers electronics wheels and accessories and more heard of drone mobile use your smartphone to control secure and even track your vehicle from anywhere in the world don't know what to get get a gift card for an extreme selection of the year's most extreme gifts visit extreme car and truck in bridgeville 
at extremetruck.net. Send wishes of joy and love to those on your mind and heart this season with free online cards at crosscards.com. It only takes a minute to personalize and send a crosscards.com e-card that will brighten the holiday season for family and friends. From scripture-inspired cards to heartfelt messages, even party invitations, crosscards.com makes it easy to let others know you're thinking about them this Christmas. Celebrate the most wonderful time of the year with free cards at crosscards.com. Word FM knows what our fan club members really want for Christmas. The one you're actually allowed to have. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Don't shoot your eye out. Enter our fan club Christmas giveaway at wordfm.com now through December 18th for a chance at great prizes, including $100 gift cards to popular retailers and more, with multiple ways to increase your chance to win a gift for yourself or someone you love. The fan club Christmas giveaway at wordfm.com. Third are partly cloudy and cold again tonight with a low 23. Then tomorrow you'll see a mix of clouds and sunshine and we'll stay chilly with a high 36. Coming cloudy tomorrow night followed by a little snow late in early Thursday. Little or no snow accumulation, but you'll have to watch for slick spots. Low about 32. Mainly cloudy and a little milder Thursday afternoon with a high 41. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You know, listening to that weather forecast at the top of the hour there, we've really not had a whole heck of a lot of snow, have we? No, thank no. goodness. I'm looking at my weather app I would here. like for this to be the complete and total like aggregate for the year. You? I would. The other day I went to the uh, salt store and I bought uh, six bags of salt. The guys were mocking me. They're like, what, you know something we don't? I'm like... I'm just getting ready because as soon as they say snow is coming, then you're out of salt. So I want to have a little storehouse of salt. That's all. But I'm looking at my app here. I don't see any snow in the foreseeable future. Okay. What app are you looking at? Oh, my weather app. What's, what's your weather app? Live weather. Live weather? Uh-huh, yeah. What's live weather? Uh, just, you know, just a little app there. It just lets me know what's going on. It's pretty basic, which I like. I don't need this over. I used to have the um, Weather Channel app. Holy smokes. I'm getting barometric pressure and yada, yada, ding, dong. I don't need all that. Just keep it simple here. Okay, but I don't see any pictures of cats or dogs there. <laughs> no. There are no, no. In my weather app, no. It's, right now, there's a picture of a full moon. Okay. What, I mean, I, I appreciate that, but I feel badly for you that your weather app doesn't look like mine because... <laughs> Well, no, wait a second. Why are you interested in in the weather in New York? Well, just because this is, these are the places that I visited in the last see, year, sure, sure. so I keep them in there. And right. plus, with my app called Weather Kitty, each city gives me a different picture of a dog and a cat. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, a puppy and a kitten nice. is what it is. Well, so you bring something up, which I love to do. Okay, so I on my weather app, I'm looking at like Ocracoke, Key West, mm-hmm. New Smyrna Beach, Aberdeen, South Dakota, mm-hmm. places that you have a connection to. Right, I do want, that too. Or you want to have a connection right. to, in my, in my case. Exactly. Yeah, Very so nice. I, I do the same thing. I love it. Right, so. The I weather. Have, right, I have Nashville on mine, and mm-hmm. I have Bath, Maine, and I have Ogunquit, Maine, and I have Mystic, Connecticut, yeah, and New York City, and mm-hmm. those are all the places that I, you know, like and would like to be in right now, except that I don't want to be in New York, because it looks very cold. No, no. Okay, so that's your, what's the name of the uh, cat and dog weather app? This would... 
be called Weather Kitty. Weather Kitty. That's right. We're talking about all these things because it's National App Day. And so what better time to discuss like why you use the apps you use Uh and why you don't use the apps you don't use. Who named it National App Day? Is it like a national app But We're celebrating the importance of apps, John. Okay, what's your favorite what what are your your favorite app? All right. So no these are not the when we're talking about apps, I don't want to hear anybody talk about any social media apps because that's just utility. Facebook, Twitter, I don't want to hear about all that. that. Okay, yeah, whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah, we all use all those. Off okay, the grid. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I want like something more interesting, mm-hmm. like some kind of interesting game you use or some kind. Okay, so one of the ones I really like is um, Evernote. Evernote. Yeah. So Evernote is an app that you can install on your phone or iPad. It works on iOS, but it also Mm -hmm. works on a desktop computer. And it's a way that you can integrate different types of information when you're putting together a project. So Mm -hmm. I have used it at work here when we're planning series, you know, that you're you're going to hear on the air. I'll do like brainstorming and things and have that in one file. I'll have, you know, email addresses and contact numbers of people we can talk to. I'll have photographs that, you know, might be something we'd use in a graphic. It's a way that you can use multimedia things. Like you can actually use photographs you can capture online or photographs you take on your phone. You can put them all together. So it's you can kind of like storyboard your own project. I like it. Evernote. Yeah, Evernote. Very nice. So I use that at work, but I also use it at home. Like I remember last year at Christmas, you know, I have a big family. And so Christmas ends up being a really Mm -hmm. big, it's just a really big dinner to put together. And there are a lot of things that it's just easy to forget about. Anyway, I did an Evernote last year of just how I did Christmas. And it just includes photographs of what I did and the kind of food I served. and Because it's just, you know, it's easy to lose track of details. And Evernote Evernote keeps keeps them all together. An organizational app. Right. Very nice. What about you? Um, One of my favorite apps, if not the favorite, is something I, I... I look at every day called daily art and, and and it is exactly what it is it's just they have an image sometimes they're deeply historical images or whatever then they have a title then they have the artist name the year the art was produced they talk about the art um, today uh, today on the daily um, daily art the little girl in blue mm. and there it is and then you know you can press a you press on the app and it makes it a little larger Pop so up you here. can see the piece of art. Yeah, yeah, and oh, that's you know, lovely. And more detail, but I, you know, I like to know what you know what I'm looking at. It just sort of broadens my artistic mm-hmm. horizons. That's all. Daily art. I like that. Highly a lot. recommended. I have an app called Pepper Plate that I use all the time. It's Pepper the very Plate. best recipe app that there is. And again, it's on multiple platforms. So if I am, so what I've done is all of the recipes that I use most, you know, my recipes that are, you know, familial or ones that I've landed on from a cookbook or whatever, I put them, I type them into Pepper Plate or if the recipes are already online, there's an easy transfer. So you don't have to retype everything, but they live in Pepper Plate. Okay. And then you can access them while you're in the grocery store on your phone. Oh, okay. So you can say, no, wait a minute. If I'm going to make those meatballs, I got to make sure I have all the ingredients. And so you can just pull up Pepper Plate on your phone, even though you may have inputted all the stuff on your desktop computer at home. You can access them on your phone, and then you can say, oh, yeah, I always forget to you know, get the green peppers. Really? Yeah. Pepper Plate is my favorite recipe app. That's very interesting. Yeah, I really like it a lot. Okay. You can also share recipes easily. So if you said, hey, Kath, what what is that meat? Apple pie recipe. Right. Then I can just hit one button, and it just shows up in your email box. Pepper plate. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, see, so you're more interested in the. You're showing me two apps here already that are both around organizational skills. Right. I have none of that. 
So I'm, I'm showing you uh, my second app, which I love, is called Next Door. Hmm, you know that? this? No. Next Door, I believe, is a nationwide app, and um, it, it's so much. Don't so tell that, me it tells you about the person who lives next door to you. Pretty much. That's creepy. No, no, no. Not about the person next to me. It's about my neighborhood. Oh. So if people in my neighborhood are all on this app, and then they post stuff. You know, re- recently it's become more for me about okay, so cat cat lost in Regent Square Frick Park area. You know, and then they post a photo and. Like, oh, so okay, but so is it like a lost and found? Well, no, like like um, like the other day I was looking for someone to do some concrete work, so I just typed in concrete work, and my neighbors who have used somebody to do concrete work have posted. No way. Yeah, and then I go, oh, that sounds okay. I could call that guy. So there's like you know five or six different recommendations of people in my neighborhood, my neighbors at next door who've already done that. What? Or someone would post the other day, hey, my car was broken in on this street, which was like two blocks from my house. So make sure you lock your car at nighttime because someone's wandering around. Oh, it's good. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can expand. Like, so for me, I just have truly my local neighborhood. Now, there are other people who go, my old neighborhood or neighborhood I want to live in. Or the world is my neighborhood. Yes, exactly. And so they expand the net a lot further. Okay. Just gives you a little sort of connection to the people who live close to you. New Mike. My favorite app? Yes, sir. It's the Word FM 101.5 Word FM mobile app. Very nice. What? Such a company. Heck yeah. Man. You're a company man, I Mike. love it. You can listen to your favorite programs anytime, anywhere for free, like my favorite Truth for Life with Alistair Begg. Mm-hmm. And my, one of my favorite things about it is this really cool new game on it. It's uh, it's Dress John Hall. It's what? called, uh, yeah, Dress John Hall. It fashion is not. Roll, it is not. Fashion roll John Hall game. Yeah, I love it. Now, Mike, Mike just did something a little tricky there. That's called embedded content. We're see, we're having a conversation. Yes, and he and just all, embedded it, and all of a sudden he's throwing it, right. something in there that's you know good for you. I Mike. really wish that there was an actual you know Dress John, John Hall, Hall fashion rules game. We, on we the could get. Do you remember color forms? Oh, I loved color forms. Do you know? Do you remember color forms? What Mike? is color forms? Oh. Okay, color forms. They might not have been there by the time you were growing what? up, but they were these. It was something for kids to do in the car, basically. But they were like, um, it was like black. It was like it was like paper board. dolls, or or like on vinyl. On, but it was like black vinyl, and there would be all these clothes that you would you would pick up and you would stick on them. And Are because the black stuff was what it was, and because the the clothes were made out of what they were they stick to each other and so you could you know you could change out someone's boots or change out someone's hats or change the neighborhood they lived in or put them in a different car oh i love it oh my gosh listen the, oh, i love the smell Me of color too. forms they've got to make some form of color forms today they, probably they carcinogenic to. don't say that i hope that's not true mm. but yeah color forms okay are we taking a break because we're going to talk about the uh the history of christianity in pittsburgh well, yeah, but I mean, it's also National App Day. Find yeah. us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. I'm going to put a graphic up. We want to hear about your favorite app, uh, what it is that you're doing on your phone that's cool. There's nice. enough. I have four more I want to talk about. Oh, we'll come back to that. Gary Scott Smith will join us about a history of Christianity in Pittsburgh. I can't wait for this. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. The Word of Jesus became flesh. God became flesh and dwelt among us. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same with, that was in the beginning with God. 
Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Gray. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we'd like to know, is it better to give or receive? One lucky winner in each of our markets will get to make that choice for themselves this Christmas. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set for each winner to either give to a loved one or receive for themselves. Visit any of our stores by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchase is necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. May your holiday be merry and bright, and you always sleep tight. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? Marley Financial plans are all penalty exempt. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG.com. You started a DIY project at home. Then you realize convenience isn't always easy. The why in DIY doesn't mean why is this so hard. At ADT, we DIFY, do it for you. We customize and install a secure smart home that you control from the palm of your hand or the sound of your voice. Smart security, designed and installed just for you with ADT. Visit ADT.com slash smart to learn more. License information available at ADT.com. ADT, real protection. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Everybody's making money at it except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your online marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. That's surroundpittsburgh.com. It's no secret, if you've been living in Pittsburgh for a while, you know what a great, great city it is. And it's fascinating as a believer in Jesus to look back at the arc of Christianity here in the city. And our next guest, Gary Scott Smith, is with us. He's got a brand new work. I mean, it's brand new. It's truly hot, hot off the presses called A History of Christianity in Pittsburgh. Gary, welcome to the show. This is a great work, truly a masterwork. Thanks, John. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. I mean, uh, so the book is dedicated to the many faithful Christians who strove to make Pittsburgh as famous for God as for steel. Um, why don't you tell people who are listening to the, sh- to the show the story about where that quote comes from? 
Yes, that's a statement by Samuel Shoemaker, who was the pastor of Calvary Episcopal Church in the Shadyside area. And he had come from a church in New York City with the same name, Calvary Episcopal Church, and they lured him to Pittsburgh. And while he was there, he founded the Pittsburgh Experiment, which then became the birther of a lot of other uh, great organizations in Pittsburgh, Christian organizations. But uh, he was known for this statement that was quoted in Time Magazine and a variety of other uh, contexts that he wanted Pittsburgh to become as famous for God as it was for steel. And he imparted that vision to a lot of people in the next generation who carried it on. Fabulous. So, Gary, the book, uh, A History of Christianity in Pittsburgh, uh, it is a large sweep, but primarily you're dealing with from 1950 forward. But let's just go back to the beginning of the city briefly and talk about the city of Pittsburgh. Because I I think, for me, when I think about Christianity in the city of Pittsburgh, I I tend to think largely of Pittsburgh, especially, you know, maybe uh, a while back, as being primarily a a largely Catholic-dominated city. But in the early days of the city of Pittsburgh, that was far from the truth, wasn't it? Absolutely. I would say that Catholic domination didn't begin until probably the 1880s when you began to have a large influx of Eastern European Catholics coming in, and probably not until truly 1900 in terms of numbers. If you want to look at other indicators, though, I would say that it was a very Protestant city in that uh, Presbyterians and Episcopalians, Methodists were the groups that had large congregations and quite a bit of ownership of businesses and very involved in civic uh, responsibilities, mayors, uh, city councilmen, things like that. So really, uh, Presbyterianism was was huge in Pittsburgh from the beginning until today, but uh, certainly dominant up until about 1900, I would say. First Presbyterian Church downtown was the the flagship uh, Mm -hmm. institution in, in the city, and had a tremendous influence. It actually gave birth to the University of Pittsburgh, among other institutions. So because in our current culture we see faith and um, and especially academia as very separate things, uh, it's hard for us to, look, to think back to a time when a church like First could have birthed something like the University of Pittsburgh. Well, you know, before the Civil War, virtually every college that was established in the United States, and there were 512 of them, was established by a religious group. After the Civil War, you begin to get the state involved in founding institutions, land-grant colleges and, and institutions of that sort. And, of course, a lot of schools that began with, say, denominational affiliation eventually abandoned it or watered down their commitment to the Christian faith. But, yes, it's, it's certainly true that many important institutions, including all the Ivies except University of Pennsylvania, were begun by religious groups. Hmm. So, Gary, let's go from 1950 forward and Sam Shoemaker, because when Sam Shoemaker came to Pittsburgh, in many ways, that was considered a coup, right? It was as if we had a uh, starting quarterback coming in to to win the Super Bowl. Such was the case of the hopes of the men who brought Sam Shoemaker to the city. Well, absolutely. He had been played a pivotal role in founding Alcoholics Anonymous, and he was uh, very known for his radio ministry, his ministry to college students, for the ministry at the Bowery in New York City, uh, similar to a rescue mission kind of ministry. So yes, uh, and he had written many books before he came to Pittsburgh. He wrote some important books while he was here. So yes, it was a very uh, great uh, opportunity for Pittsburgh to bring Sam Shoemaker here, and he did great things in the roughly 10 years that he pastored Calvary Episcopal Church. 
So as we look back on the lineage over the decades of things changing and evolving here in Pittsburgh, I mean, you do a wonderful job of showing like the historic buildings, the historic churches of Pittsburgh, and then then going into talking about, you know, four mega churches in Pittsburgh, and then four and then a whole list of African American churches in Pittsburgh. So talk about that evolution. Well, one of the things I wanted to do was give uh, readers a snapshot of what Christianity is like in Pittsburgh today. And so I profiled nine churches, three very historic churches, First Pres, Calvary Episcopal, and St. Paul Cathedral, which is the mother uh, church of the Pittsburgh Diocese, located in Oakland. And then I focused, as you said, on four megachurches that have, by definition, a megachurch has over 2,000 attenders on a, a weekend. And then I looked at two African-American congregations, uh, Mount Ariat, which is actually the largest Protestant church in Pittsburgh, and Macedonia Baptist. And I thought by focusing on churches in different parts of the city, different denominational backgrounds, um, different kinds of influences, and some of these churches actually have multiple sites, uh, Northway Community, Christian Community, and the Bible Chapel have 11 different sites between the two of them, so they're all over the city. I thought it would give readers uh, a real opportunity to see the variety, the depth, the passion, the kinds of things that Christians are engaged in in Pittsburgh. Yes. So, Gary, the church, of course, um, the centerpiece, the cornerstone uh, of uh, Christian life here in the city of Pittsburgh, but from the church, there have been many parachurch ministries, the Coalition for Christian Outreach, um, the Pittsburgh um, Leadership Foundation, a lot of different organizations that have been around for decades and still influence the city of Pittsburgh in many ways. Can can you talk about a few of those that are of note that we should know about? Well, absolutely. Reed Carpenter was involved in founding the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation in 1978, and Lisa Slayton, who I interviewed, is the current uh, CEO of the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation, but they were involved in funding and organizing and instituting a whole variety of different ministries that had a huge impact in Pittsburgh and still do today in a variety of areas. They've changed their focus a little bit uh, more recently to training leaders in businesses and uh, nonprofits, non-government organizations, and so on, and they're doing a great job in that area. But they have just had their hand on a wide variety of ministries in the areas of drug abuse and pornography and urban poverty and youth ministry and a variety of other areas. And so they're doing great work. Another um, organization I profiled is Urban Impact Foundation. that was founded by Ed Glover, who's part of uh, Allegheny Center Alliance Church on the north side. And that was founded in 1996. And that organization primarily ministers to the youth in the north on the north side and then trickles into Pittsburgh more proper. But they've just had a huge impact on uh, providing uh, tutoring and supplementary education and Christian nurture sports programs, getting uh, low-income students into colleges, um, musical groups, uh, art groups. Uh, they've just done a fantastic ministry. I also talk about the Light of Light Rescue Mission, which has been around since 1952, and uh, they've been a strong presence on the north side, ministering to the transient, to the homeless, to people going through drug addiction problems, and programs for women, children, men, um, long-term and short-term programs. And then, of course, you mentioned the Coalition for Christian Outreach that began in 1971, and today is uh, working in uh, 18 different states, and they have over 300 staff, and 
they estimate that over their history they've had about a million contacts with with uh, students and bringing them to Christ and helping them grow in their faith. So tremendous ministry. Outstanding. I mean, you know, we're used to it. If you've been in Pittsburgh, living in Pittsburgh for decades, all the accolades that have come upon us recently, um, it's kind of, you know, well, we knew that. Mm-hmm. We knew that all along it was a great place to live. It's, it's kind of nice to be recognized, but it's not really breaking news for us. And, and behind the scenes in many ways is the church, whether it's the local church or other parachurch ministries that have informed and equipped and engaged and built this city in good times and bad in Jesus Christ. And so we are so deeply fortunate here to know what a great city we live in and to have uh, all these different churches and the men and women who have equipped and engaged and made this city the city that it is because of a lot of that work. Gary Scott Smith is with us. Gary's uh, been for many years at Grove City College. Uh, for 39 years, he taught at Grove City College, head of the history department. His brand new work, which I, I really, it, it is a masterwork called A History of Christianity in Pittsburgh. It's just recently on sale. Highly recommended. Gary's going to stay with us for a little bit more. When we come back, we want to talk about, of course, the sports teams and all those players who have come through the city of Pittsburgh and their contribution to faith here. Stick around. A History of Christianity in Pittsburgh continues in a minute. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-290-7100. That's 800-290-7100, 800-290-7100. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Word FM knows what our fan club members really want for Christmas. I don't want to see red under cover and I should do it again. 
The one you're actually allowed to have. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Don't shoot your eye out. Enter our fan club Christmas giveaway at wordfm.com now through December 18th for a chance at great prizes, including $100 gift cards to popular retailers and more, with multiple ways to increase your chance to win a gift for yourself or someone you love. The fan club Christmas giveaway at wordfm.com. Third are partly cloudy and cold again tonight with a low 23. Then tomorrow, you'll see a mix of clouds and sunshine. Then we'll stay chilly with a high 36. Coming cloudy tomorrow night, followed by a little snow late into early Thursday. Little or no snow accumulation, but you'll have to watch for slick spots. Low about 32. Mainly cloudy and a little milder Thursday afternoon with a high 41. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. We're talking about the history of Christianity in Pittsburgh with Gary Scott Smith. So we need to, of course, talk about the uh, effect of sports on the Christian church here in Pittsburgh and the effect of the Christian church on sports. And um, so let's start with the Steelers, and then we'll hit the Pirates and the Pens. Um, the Steelers have a rich heritage when it comes to Christianity and uh, modeling that for the Pittsburgh community. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, in their coaching staff, uh, you can pretty much draw a line from Chuck Knoll all the way to Mike Tomlin. Uh, many Christian players, including some of their leading players, uh, tr- tremendous uh, body of Christians in the uh, Steeler organization. And the Rooney family has had a faithful testimony as well. So uh, a lot of positive influence there in Pittsburgh. And Gary, I wonder about that. I mean, I'm sure it's not unusual, of course, in the NFL, but there is something about the Rooney family, especially in the early days, that they were not afraid to have faith in the locker room. No, they weren't. Um, and they've been outspoken about their faith, um, Dan in particular, and uh, with their relationship with uh, St. Vincent College and with the uh, the Catholic order that who are there. Um, they they have been very vocal about their faith commitment, mm-hmm. and they've and they've been noted for trying to uh, have coaches and players who represent a uh, high moral standard and uh, are good community involvement people. Yeah, I mean you know we're fans of Tunjokin, a former Steeler player, and now he's a broadcaster. Craig what, Wolfley. Yeah, when you listen to these guys on the on the air, they they talk about Jesus often without shame or any fear at all. It's just really fascinating. It is. Tunch is one of the people that I profile in the chapter on the Steelers, and uh, he today is the director of the men's ministry at the Bible Chapel, in addition to doing an analysis for the Steelers. And it's a very interesting life and a great testimony, and uh, it was other Steelers who brought him to the faith. Yeah. You know, what, what I like about the, the work that you did with the players and the organizations, of course, you know, I'm not going to... Um, I'm not going to be closer to Jesus because Tunch Yokin is, but uh, there's something about a guy that I respect, and especially you know in a sports arena, that I see his walk and I think, yeah, if it's working for Tunch, then why wouldn't it work for me? And I think that's probably you know the the perfume of Jesus in professional sports. Well, that's absolutely true. Um, they have a great public platform, especially if they make the Super Bowl, um, to be able to talk about their faith, and the Steelers have consistently done that when they've been in the Super Bowl, particularly more recently when there's been more media presence, media days and things like that. Uh, but they also go out and they speak in churches, and they've held camps for kids where they share their testimony, they build relationships. Um, so there's been a great uh, community presence. They also do a lot of charitable work in the community. Hey, let's switch over to baseball, because if anybody has been 
close to sainthood as far as professional sports in the city of Pittsburgh. It's Roberto Clemente. So, so talk to us about Roberto and his faith life, Gare. Well, Roberto was a Catholic uh, from Puerto Rico, but his his faith was much more of an active faith than a, uh, a spoken faith, although certainly Manny Sanguian and some other people talked about how much Clemente influenced them. And what but he, you know, there's a service award now named for Clemente that's given out in the uh, major leagues every year, which actually McCutcheon won in 2015. But, you know, goes to the person that's done the most off the field to uh, promote civic engagement and, and, and charitable work. But Clemente you know, famously died in, in a rescue mission um, to people who had been um, very much uh, affected by storms. Um, and that, that was his life testimony. His life testimony was it's about others, it's about service, it's about um, it's about the importance of having a positive uh, influence for the Lord and the world. Hmm. Let's move on to the pens. So, Garrett, what about the Pittsburgh Penguins? I mean, hockey players are sort of a breed apart. Um, are there any guys on the pens, you know, past or present? You, you hold up and you go, yeah, that guy walked the faith. Well, absolutely. And I... I talk about in the beginning of that chapter, as you indicated, that compared to the NFL and Major League Baseball, that you have much uh, less Christian presence in the National Hockey League for a variety of reasons. One, the countries from which the players come. Yeah. Uh, also because the leading organization, Hockey Ministries International, uh, hasn't been accepted by all the owners and, and allowed to have chaplains on teams. But nevertheless, there has been a strong uh, Christian presence in the Penguins, and I cite um, their coach Dan Blysma, uh, Max Talbot, uh, Jordan Stahl, uh, Mike Roop, Joe Vitale, Eric Fuhr, uh, Matt Cullen. I especially focus on the transformation of, of Matt Cook, who was, you know, for years known as uh, an enforcer, one yeah. of the dirtier players in the uh, NHL, and then he had this tremendous uh, born-again experience connected with Northway Community Church. and wow. Brad Henderson and actually Aaron Smith from the Steelers had a big role to play in his life. So kind of a cross pollination of, of sports in Pittsburgh there. And and since his conversion or after his conversion, I should say he became a, a leader, a Christian leader on the pens and was very much involved in a ministry to Haiti with uh, Pittsburgh Kids Foundation with Brad Henderson and you know cleaned up his act in terms of how he played. And uh, just was a was a new person, as we believe that in Christ we are new creatures. I'm into that. <laughs> so, Garrett, as you write a, a history of Christianity in Pittsburgh, yeah. I mean, all it had the, it had to have inspired you writing it. Yeah, all the different personalities. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, tell us about that. I mean, all the different stories, the personalities. What's your takeaway from this? Well, I felt led to write this book for two basic reasons. One was because there was no other book on the subject. Um, the last book I could find that addressed this issue was written in 1958. Wow. And there's a little bit that's happened since 1958, <laughs> Pittsburgh, religiously speaking. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Pittsburgh was, you know, famous for a lot of other things, for its steel industry, for its, you know, sports teams, ethnic diversity, all those deplorable social ills in the late 19th and early 20th century, and then the remarkable physical makeover and cultural renaissance in the 50s and 60s and after. But, you know, people just didn't really know about its uh, religious heritage. 
even people living in the city, I think, didn't appreciate fully mm-hmm. uh, what was going on. I certainly didn't until I did the research for the, for this book, which involved lots of interviews, lots of attending all these churches that I mentioned, um, doing archival research, reading other books, reading articles, uh, things of that sort. So I, I think the history of uh, Christianity in Pittsburgh, it's fascinating, it's important. Uh, we've just had, Christians have had a tremendous influence on all areas of, of life in Pittsburgh. And so I think we need to get that message out to the world. Yeah. I would give a brief shout-out to a friend uh, who, interestingly enough, independent of each other, has just come out with another book uh, called Steel Faithful, Stories of God at Work in Pittsburgh, 1952 to 2018. And his name is Bruce Barron. And we cover only four of the same subjects, and we do that from a kind of a different perspective. So the books really complement each other well. They, he tells some earlier history and some later history than I do, and you fit the two together, and I think you've got a pretty pretty good uh, and complete story of things that have happened in Pittsburgh, especially since, you say, the 1950s. Very nice. Well, it's, I mean, uh, I do address some earlier issues. I talk about, you know, African Americans and Catholics and, and Protestant reform movements in the early 20th century and a few things from the 19th. But as you say, the focus is pretty much on the last 60 years. Well, I'll tell you, it's a terrific piece. It really, I mean, for anyone who's interested in church history in Pittsburgh, this, you gotta get this. It's called A History of Christianity in Pittsburgh, the author Gary Scott Smith. Gary, thanks for joining us. Kathy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on again. Our great pleasure. Hey, I'll take a quick break. Come back. National App Day, part we're, two. We're celebrating. Stick around. Be right back. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Do you have what it takes for your marriage to hold together forever? It is not primarily your love that holds your marriage together. It is your marriage that holds your love together. It is your commitment that sustains your marriage. Listen to Adrian Rogers talk about super glue for the family this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Christmas at the Spring House in 84 means lots of activities. Although we don't look like elves, we certainly feel like Santa's helpers as we go about our daily chores. In the bake shop, we're making pie dough and pie fillings from scratch to produce the best homemade pies you've ever tasted. The favorites are raspberry, apple crumb, caramel walnut, pumpkin, and sour cherry. And we're also doing all kinds of breads and cookies for gifts or just for good eating. In the basket-making area, we're putting together wonderful country gift baskets. It's just popping full and topped with beautiful bows. We like to say they're no fluff. They're just filled with good stuff. In the smokehouse, we're smoking round the clock our own hickory-smoked hams, turkeys, and even salmon. And I almost forgot we're also making our own eggnog with fresh milk from our own cows, and it's wonderful. Throughout the Springhouse store, we're filled with country gifts that will delight the young and the young at heart. Come to the Springhouse in 84 for an old-fashioned Christmas. She just made me feel so comfortable, and I've been going to her ever since. After avoiding the dentist for years, an emergency led Pamela to Dr. Megan Stock. She made me feel very much at ease. She didn't make me feel shameful about the condition of my teeth, and she was just very easy to talk to. She not only found a dentist, she found a friend. I am confident that when I'm finished that I'm going to have a bright, beautiful smile, which I really wanted to have for a long time. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Since childhood, Brooklyn has struggled with debilitating anxiety, but she found comfort on the radio. 
it was like every single time God was just telling me again, I'm here for you. And focus was that ministry he used to be that voice I needed in that exact moment of time. I'm Jim Daly. Give the gift of family to help more people like Brooklyn. And when you give today, your donation will be doubled. Call 800-A-FAMILY. Castle Toys and Games in Beaver, Wexford, Oakmont wishes you a warm and merry Christmas filled with imagination and delight that lasts long after the presents are opened. And may your new year be blessed with more time to play and laugh together with games and toys that bring everyone in your whole family around the table. Warmest wishes to you and yours from Castle Toys and Games, your local independent toy store serving area families since 2005 in Beaver, Wexford, Oakmont at castletoysandgames.com. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we'd like to know, is it better to give or receive? One lucky winner in each of our markets will get to make that choice for themselves this Christmas. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set for each winner to either give to a loved one or receive for themselves. Visit any of our stores by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchase is necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. May your holiday be merry and bright, and you always sleep tight. National Day. Today is National App Day. Mm-hmm. I prefer if it was less the app on your phone than the appetizer at the restaurant. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, we, it was National Day to celebrate appetizers. Yeah, that'd be nice. That's nice. What, do you ever have a meal of just appetizers? I'm sure I have done oh, that. That's really. But here's my problem. Hmm. Do you know when you go to a, an event and it's heavy hors d'oeuvres? Yeah. I always feel sick. Why? Because you sort of gorge yourself? No, it's just, it's not, appetizers aren't food. No, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they're I don't think it is. Food. It's not food. It's like, it's like a little taste, mm. but it's not supposed to, you're not supposed to have a lot of them because they're just not good for you. No, 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 There's no. too much of a good thing. What are they, what's they're, the thing that they people do? They're too deep. They're too... Rich. They're too rich. No, tapas. Tapas is a little different. That's like different. appetizers. Yeah, but tapas are a little different in than what, if you go to an event and you have heavy hors d'oeuvres and you have, you know, scallops wrapped in bacon and you eat 12 of them because you're hungry because it's dinner time and you think you should be eating dinner, but you're only having heavy hors d'oeuvres. And so you just eat all of that. That's fine. I'm, I'm happy to do then, that. No, you never feel sick? No, no. You and I, I are living I'm, different lives, I'm really John. just always happy. Heavy hors d'oeuvres. Just that word, the phrase. Would you like some heavy hors d'oeuvres? Are you kidding me? I will be there at See, 6 a.m. I, I hear heavy hors d'oeuvres and I think, oh. Oh, no way. Like, me, I'm like. I can't do that. I, I think, give me all the extra cocktail napkins you have because I'm coming over. All right. So we're talking about apps. Find us on Facebook, The Ride Home with Johnny. <laughs> Not I want to hear what your favorite apps are. It's National App Day. Bacon we're and scallops. About. I would take that as my no, favorite listen, app. No, listen. App on your phone. Mm. All right. How about, now I can't believe I'm going to recommend this, but I know you love this app too. The newish parking app, City of Pittsburgh. Oh, uh, go mobile! No, why would you apologize? Is for that, that a great app? That is the best app oh in the history. Oh my gosh! It'll change how you interact with the city. See, look, the the parking kiosks are fine. Although I do feel bad for people who stand in front of those and you're trying to read the screen and you, figure out what's going right, on. Right, it's annoying. It is. So save yourself the trouble of that and download this app called Go Mobile Pittsburgh. That's a game You'll changer. You'll never have to stand at one of those silly kiosks again no. trying to see what the heck you're supposed to do. You can just hook up a credit card 
password to your Go Mobile app, and then you can park anywhere in the city. Just enter the number of the neighborhood that you're in, which you see right on those on clearly posted on those kiosks. You're good to go. Plus, you get notifications. Right. So same. if you're out having dinner and you need like some extra time, right. You just do it from your phone. Right. So gone are the days that you have to run back to the actual meter where your car was. So you can put three more quarters in. Oh my goodness gracious! You know, you can be on the whole other side of town, and you can add another thirty-five minutes to your parking and be good to go. I agree. I there love is it very, truly very much. no excuse yeah. for parking tickets anymore. Not for the city of Pittsburgh. Go Mobile PGH it's is a really app. a yeah. really good app. Mm-hmm. I love it. How about No Wait? What's that? Have you used No Wait? No. I feel like it's cheating. Do tell. And yet I do it. No Wait is an app where you can get in line at a restaurant without being physically present. What? Hold on. That's I need to have that one. Yeah. No Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what it no is wait. is so. Say, for example, you decide you want to go to restaurant Re- restaurant X, and I'm not going to name it. Restaurant oh, X did. on Penn. No, I'm not. We're not talking about Mad Max. Okay. I don't even know if they're on No Wait um, on Penn Avenue downtown. Yeah, but you're at your house in the South Hills. And so you say, okay, well, I, you know, I can get downtown and probably, you know, fifteen minutes, right? Exactly. Lucky. So I'll just, you know, sign into No Wait. So mm-hmm. you go to the restaurant of your choice and you say, okay, I want to get in line. Mm-hmm. You get in line. By the time you get down there, you know, your spouse drops you off. You walk in, your table's ready. Really? Now here's the thing. It seems to me because I've used this for a couple years that fewer places are using it now. Oh, oh. I think that maybe people are complaining because let's be honest, you're cheating. You just no, are. no, no, you're no, not you cheating. Are. No, you are cheating. But um, I still use it whenever I possibly can. I'm just downloading. I just downloaded it right mm-hmm. now. You're going to be glad you did. All right. Mm-hmm. Open Table is another one. Open Table doesn't allow you to get in line earlier, but Open Table allows you to make reservations online. Okay. Uh, wait, which is wait. nice. Becky, Becky says, uh, better than Go Mobile Pittsburgh is Parkmobile. Parkmobile is good all over the country. Oh. And in Canada. Oh, yeah. I have, that's a good point. I've used Parkmobile, too. Yeah, I have what? them both. You mean it's different than the city city app? Well, Parkmobile is uh, – like I used it when I was in Delaware last summer. Mm-hmm. I was parking at, I don't know, Rehoboth Beach or some place like that. And uh, I it, But it's the, it's the same idea. But I it see. does work in multiple places. Okay. It's good. Okay, I've talked about this app before, but I love it. And I just used it just the other day. It's called Leaf Snap. Oh, yeah. It's fabulous. Yeah. So, you know, you know, like if you're out and about and you see some foliage or a particular plant or, you know, something that catches your eye that is growing. Well, all you've got to do is take one leaf, just a leaf from that particular plant or tree. You put it on a white background and this leaf snap, you take a photograph of it and it tells you all about the plant. So we were like in Florida um, a while ago. And every time, every day we're going back and forth to the beach and I see this thing and I think, that is really nice. I wonder if that would grow in Pittsburgh. So I, I took a little piece of it, brought it back to the, to the place we were staying. To, and I'm going to order some for next that year. That is really a great idea. Yeah. Leaf I snap. love that. Highly recommend. Leaf snap. That's really, that's a, people are so creative. Oh my Who goodness. thinks that up for I now? don't know. I don't know. But terrific. information at your fingertips. That's the best of the web. All right, so this is kind of inside the box, okay. but I use an app called Sing Friend. Sing Friend. All, I mean, every week of my life. Um, I don't use it every day because I don't sing every day. Um, but for people who sing and um, need to do vocal warm ups, which is everybody pretty much who sings, um, Sing Friend will take you through your vocal warm ups from an app basis. So if you're not near a piano, oh. um, or you're not an instrumentalist and you don't even know how to work your way through your vocal warm-ups, uh, 
download SingFriend. It is such a great app and it takes you through a lot of really interesting scales. So it kind of expands your ear training at the same time as it helps you to warm up your voice. Really? Um, I love SingFriend. I want to do a little, just run down the bunny trail here. Um, you know, I've known you for more than a decade, but there's a difference between knowing you and then hearing you sing. Isn't that weird? Oh, it is weird, isn't it? Yeah. The first time I heard you sing, I was like, Oh, that's Kath's singing voice. That's that's so weird. That? It is weird. It's so weird. It's like a different kind of layer of a friendship. But, oh, she's she's singing. Mm. Oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of. I weird. just wanted to say that. It sounds kind of bad. No, 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 you have no, a, no, a, a beautiful no, voice. No. Beautiful voice. Yeah, but you it know, it's just kind of, it's different. Right, it is different. You know, it's like the other Kathy, um, <laughs> the singing Kathy. Okay, have you found this app called Measure on your phone? Uh, I have not. Okay, listen to me. Oh, is that the? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I have. Yeah. Isn't it great? Measure. Listen, yes. I don't. This is something I dreamed of years ago that someone would invent, mm. right? So, because I do, you know, interior design, I'm always trying to figure out if I'm, you know, out in an antique store, if that one end table is going to fit into that spot in my house, <laughs> right, right? right? And I have very good color memory and very bad spatial, very bad spatial memory. Mm. So I always guess wrong. Oh, really? Always guess wrong. So this measure app, which you don't even have to buy, it comes on a new iPhone, like 8S and higher, as mm-hmm. I understand it. It's the best. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's so good. I got to be honest, though. I don't have a lot of success measuring. <laughs> I haven't mastered the art. I just don't. You mean on the app? Yeah, I haven't figured that out yet. Oh, I well, I can, I can show you how to Please do it. Do. Yeah. Basically, you, you have a little, you have a little, you know, cross piece and you put one cross piece on one corner of something you want to measure. Mm. And then you just drag the phone onto the next cross piece and then it tells you how long it is. I'm telling you, mm. it is genius. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So you think, no, wait, is my sofa like 60 inches long or 80 inches long? Well, you don't have to wonder anymore because you just measure it when you're at home and then you store it in your phone. And it's accurate. It's accurate. It's not ballpark. Well, I mean, it's not going to be down to an eighth. An eighth of an inch. Yeah, but it's going to yeah. give you – like I was buying a, a necklace for my daughter. Mm-hmm. She's in a group where it it was required that a necklace that they wore had to be the same length. It had to be a 16-inch necklace Jeez, so that everybody little, can be uniform. A little tight. Seriously, I pull out the necklace in the store. I'm like, I don't know how long this is. Like, does this look like 16 inches? I don't know. Pulled out my measure app. It sure was. Really? Oh, that's really cool. All right. I was very excited by it. Um. What am I watching? Oh, oh, I do this. It's a Google app called um, Google Arts and Culture. Have you seen this? It's beautiful. So it's exactly what it is. And, um, you know, it has like cultural stories, stories about art, stories about photography, places to go to visit. You know, it can be local, it can be international. I just like it. It Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Google Arts and Culture. Highly recommended. Okay. We take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Is there an app for this? There I want to look at this app. Find us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. I put a prompt up there. We want to hear about your favorite apps. Everybody's making money at it except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your online marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. That's surroundpittsburgh.com. 
This is Pastor Ben Kendrew of Hillside Christian Community in Carnegie, inviting you to step away from the hustle and bustle and join us for worship as we contemplate the amazing God who took on human flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. We welcome you to Hillside this Christmas Eve for a family-friendly contemporary candlelight service from 6.30 to 7.30. May the peace of God be yours this Christmas from your friends at Hillside Christian Community. Sylvania is always looking to improve their headlights to help people see farther and drive safer. So they develop their Silver Star Ultra headlights to have greater clarity and the brightest downroad visibility. So now you can see what you've been missing. Sylvania, think farther down the road. It's one of those songs, I don't get tired of listening to it. I think it's fabulous. Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody is the most streamed song from the pre-streaming era and now the most streamed classic rock song of all time, according to Vivendi's S.A.'s Universal Music Group. Released in 1975, the song, of course, makes an unlikely hit. It's six minutes long. It's twice as long as a typical pop song and shifts musical gears repeatedly from sensitive ballad to operatic drama to hard rock anthem. We're reading Ann Steele's article in today's Wall Street Journal about Bohemian Rhapsody, which, of course, has gotten a whole new push because oh. of the new Freddie Mercury movie. Yeah. And um, I hear you've seen it. I did see it. Um, my wife and I sort of click into another gear. Now, we are people who love movies. So uh, the Oscar season is upon us, and you get this glut of really good films at the end of the year. So my wife's going, you want to go to the movies? I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go. So we've been seeing just about everything. We saw this over the weekend. And I was kind of like, you know, not too excited to see it. It was, you know, it's a music biopic. Okay, all right. You know, um, I don't, quite honestly, I knew nothing about Freddie Mercury. I mean, next to zero. Now, of course, it's a movie. And so they, you know, as all movies do, they play fast and loose with the facts and all that and the time frame. But um, despite, and I, and I, it's not a movie for kids. It's certainly not a movie for kids. And, you know, you have to go in with an idea of his story, the time and Freddie Mercury's uh, life and him as a gay man uh, or bisexual. And there's, you know, there's there's a lot of things to wade through. But at the core of it all, it's a story about a guy who was a musical prodigy and was an immigrant in a, this country and fought his way through some really weird circumstances and delivered that song and many others like that, that you just revel in the beauty of it all. One of the great voices of all time. Oh, my God! One of the great voices. Yeah. So it's, you know, can I recommend it to a certain group of people like myself and you and New Mike? I would say, yeah, go go see it. But, you know, you have to expect what you're going to expect. Did you know it became the highest grossing music biopic in history? No surprise. No, I did not know that. Through last weekend, the movies grossed more than $596 million at the global box office. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Brian May, who's the guitarist of Queen, said, quote, this is a great quote. So the river of rock music has metamorphosed into streams. 
very happy that our music is still flowing to the max. Very nice. And truly Brian is. May, I, I do believe he's a physics professor now. Yeah, well, is that right? Yeah. Well, there, there were these guys in the group. They all had careers. I mean, they weren't just like, you know, sort of metalhead garage bangers. These guys were serious people with serious professions. Well, that's serious music. Yeah, I mean, and they had to sort of be pushed away, you know, from that profession to jump into a rock and roll band. So it was the most streamed song, but it unseated Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. And strangely, Take On Me by Aha. What is that? Who was streaming that? I don't know. Most. A lot, I guess a lot of people were. Hey, uh, Art, we're streaming. WordFM.com, JohnandKathyShow.com as well. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.